Mic check one. Check two. And done. Yeah, eat it. Everybody, konnichiwa. Episode two ninety four. Episode two ninety four. A lot of movies and stuff to talk about. We um, we've got a lot. Go- this is a weird. It's a Friday and we're releasing an episode. It's it weird. Just, it just feels weird. It does. Everything is a little off. Yeah, Street yeah. Cleaning's coming today. It just feels. No, it's just you know. I think we're in Earth two. We are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're in Earth two. Um, I want to thank everybody uh, who came out uh, in Tokyo. We did the basically the cast and crew preview screening um, at the Good Heavens Bar in uh, Tokyo, which was really cool. Um, so Andy Utek was there. Andrea Hope was there. Sanai, Aaron. Um, who else? A couple fans were there. Wes. Uh, couple, oh, great. A couple other people. Well, I'm looking forward to going back there when we have the official screening, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, there were spouses there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a really cool thing. And then also the, um, um, it was cool to watch like all of the, the whole Japan segment in Japan with people and, and, uh, you know, it was neat. And, um, like Andy's wife and children were there and I went up to one of his sons and, and before the, the, the screening and I was like, Hey, and he's like, he didn't quite remember me. I go, you don't remember me? Like how you, are you in a lot of movies that you, <laughs> <laughs> and he said, yes, yes, I am. Yeah. You're just some little low budget yeah. film director. And more normally I have speaking roles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about your little indie <laughs> film where I was barely interviewed. Um, so yeah, it was cool. And, uh, so nice son was there and you know, when he was on camera, people cheered when they saw oh, the kids. Cool. That was really, it was a really, it was mm-hmm. a really cool thing. And I got to hang out, you know, we all had uh, dinner. Right. Oh, great. Which was nice. And the stand up show was fun. And some, aside from this one drunk guy that heckled and I just through the entire thing. Yeah. He wouldn't, he was one of these thinks he's helping out types. Right. Mm-hmm. And you know, he yells out once or twice and you slam him and then he just kind of wouldn't shut up. Right. And I I'm helping. Yeah, helping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was just like, do you and it dawned on me afterwards, there is no other art form more resoundly disrespected than stand-up comedy. Like, does anyone go mime. to mime? To mime? Yeah, well, those guys, that's you're not an artist. <laughs> you got white gloves and face yeah. paint. Like, let's call it what yeah. it is. I mean, you know, when a when a com- comedian first gets on stage, everyone doesn't want to punch him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That takes a little while. It takes a little while. You got to earn that, <laughs> yeah. right? Mimes, just, Mimes show up. You just want to fucking murder them. You, there's nothing other than you want to suffocate them yeah. or put them in a bag with a bunch of weights and throw them in a pool, a deep pool. Um, but yeah, it was just this guy. I was just like, no, they, no other. Does anyone do that with any other? No. Oh, the opera. It's this guy yeah. going to sing. Yeah. You know, Shakespeare plays. It's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Watch this. He's going to kill her. Yeah. Run, Desdemona, run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She must die unless she betray more men. <laughs> yeah. Watch out, Shut Hamlet. Up. They're yeah. coming. Yeah. I paid my 20 bucks. I can uh, talk. <laughs> no. No, you can't. So shut your yap hole. Yeah. And if you're seeing a Shakespeare play for $20, you got a bargain. You're, you're uh, an asshole. <laughs> um, 
so yeah, it was fun. Tokyo was 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 uh was good times. And uh, you know, went out to Kamakura and you know, saw the big Buddha again. It was neat being there again mm-hmm. and uh, all that stuff. So it was cool. It was cool to do that. So thank you to everybody that came out for the shows. Um, the screening and the and the stand-up yes. show. Yes, and next trip, Neil and I will definitely be coming out for sure. Yeah. This, we couldn't make it happen this time, but next time for sure. It was cool because I met some more fans living in Japan mm. that are that are fans of the show. So thank you oh, great. so much. Arigato gozaimasu. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's uh, let's get into some films. Yeah, let's talk about the clouds of uh, Silas Mariner. <laughs> <laughs> the clouds of Silas Mariner. Oh, what a wonderful, what a wonderful tale! All right, so this was Juliette Benoche and Kristen Stewart and mm-hmm. Chloe Grace Moretz. Came out, I think, last year. I saw it on the plane. Uh, it's a veteran, a veteran actress comes face to face with an uncomfortable reflection of herself when she agrees to take part in a revival of the play that launched her career 20 years earlier. And this got a lot of buzz at the festivals. Yes, I remember. Mm -hmm. You know, it's okay, but I think it's, (laughs) it's one of these, because it's foreign, it's festivals like Sundance, whatever, just go, oh, this is amazing no matter what. Well, here's the thing. Um... Juliet Binoche is to indie films is what Meryl Streep is to studio films. Right. It's really, it's that as soon as you have her in the movie, it doesn't matter what it is. It has a level of prestige to it. And that's, there, there's, there's, that's valid because mm-hmm. she is an, she's a really good actress. Right. And Kristen Stewart does a good job playing her assistant mm-hmm. and is kind of running lines with her and is sort of having to be, you know, Julia Panache is a is a is an actress who right. you know was the young hot thing twenty years ago, and now she isn't. She's having to wrestle with that fact, and not she's not playing that role again. Now she's playing the older woman in the thing, and 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 you know she has her she has fame, but she also has you know insecurities and you know kind of crazy actor behavior. And mm-hmm. Kristen Stewart has to like, oh God, just come on, <laughs> you know, like right. So that was an interesting dynamic, but it's just. You know, it's very talky. Mm-hmm. It's very sort of, and not that every movie is supposed to have some giant, someone's murdered or there's a big crime right. or or there's a divorce or some big doesn't have to have, but it needs to have some kind of. You're introducing these things and this lead up to her playing this play, and then it just sort of kind of okay, I guess well that's how that went down. You know, mm-hmm. it's just sort of like, I don't want to spoil it, but it just sort of I went. Oh, so you're just kind of these little a- acting vignettes amidst this sort of this is what the process of making a play is <laughs> like you know what I mean like it just it didn't did, what did it have some similarities to Birdman kinda hmm. but 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 Birdman um, <laughs> was I was more intrigued a little bit with Birdman because. Guillermo del Toro is trying some big experiment. Yes. Parts of his experiment. Especially because he didn't direct it. Right. Yeah. Who did? <laughs> oh, yeah, That's yeah. Right. The other guy. The other <laughs> foreigner. This is why you can't let foreigners in the movies, Chris. You know what I mean? We need solid, normal people. Yeah. Christopher Nolan, I'll give it to him. I think yeah, he's a Brit or whatever. name's easier to say. Yeah, let me yeah. say his name. Yeah. Um, yeah, the director of Birdman hits too many vowels. Yeah, yes. see, that's my problem. You know what I mean? Like, give me a straight... <laughs> give me a straight Steven Spielberg. Yeah. I know who that guy is. It's easy to say. Um, but 
Yeah, Bertman with that one foreign guy. Yeah. Um, but anyway, like it was, it, it was an inventive attempt, and some of it, as you know, as I talked about on this show with 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 Bertman, didn't resonate mm-hmm. with me exclusively, but I still right. enjoyed it, and it was cool. And there were overall, there was parts of this movie. I mean, I overall, I did enjoy this film. Right. Now, I'm sure this film wasn't as much of a bait and switch in the marketing as Birdman was. <laughs> right. Right. It <laughs> this w- was exactly what it was. It exactly yeah. what it was, and it's and it's cool, but it kind of feels like it has that that all indie, you know, movies from Sundance are amazing and every big studio film is garbage. Like, fuck right, off. Right, like, right. there's good movies and bad mm-hmm. movies and, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy is goddamn amazing. Did, um, did they nuance that at all? Like, is that like what one character thought and or is it just kind of like a, a theme? It is what one character thinks. Right. But they're in this world of big plays. Right, Big okay. theater mm-hmm. in Europe and in New York. Right. You know, and the theater is for rich, older white people. Right. <laughs> so uh, so you're already kind of... As it should be. As, hey, here, here. <laughs> um, Trump, we got to get this country yeah. back on track. Um, you know, plays for everyone. <laughs> Trump for sticker, winner. Um, 20 acres in a play. <laughs> That's what every white person gets uh, yep, if Trump wins. Yep, yep. You get a uh, if Trump wins, you get a play in every pot. Um, so you know, there's there's it just got a little talky and pretentious for me. Um, and uh, there's some good acting moments, but it but it sort of is just you know, and and Chloe uh, Grace Moretz plays the a vampire. Of, <laughs> that bit would have been better. Um, plays a you know, like a kind of a train wrecky, uh, who would you compare to? Um, Emma Stone's character in Birdman? Uh, <laughs> no, but like a, I got him blanking on the name, not, um, not Miley Cyrus, but the, the actress girl that's always in rehab. Oh, Lindsay Lohan? Yes. Okay. She's sort of a Lindsay Lohan type character, mm-hmm. and they cast her in this play. And, you know, so there's paparazzi and craziness mm-hmm. and all this other stuff. And, and, and Juliette Binoche is like, do I want to perform with this girl? And Kristen Stewart is actually like, actually, she has some depth. She is good at what she does. Um, but she's just always forced into these, like they go watch her play in some giant, like big budget superhero movie. And afterwards, Juliette Binoche is like, oh, and Kristen Stewart is like, wait a minute. She does a good job within the context of this crazy world that they created. Um, so there's some interesting stuff like that, but then it just, it just gets talking. It just gets like, I just, I just, I can tell when a movie, like everyone's drank the Kool-Aid and went, oh, this is amazing. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sure. You know, why mm-hmm. is it amazing? It's just like, oh, that restaurant's great. Why? Right. Oh, cause there's a line outside. Yeah. <laughs> eh, that might not be, might be overrated. Um, yeah. so it's okay. It's. No, pass the time on a plane, but I, I was getting a little like, come on, on a plane, on a twelve-hour plane ride. What's the um, what's the meaning of the title, "The Clouds of Sils Maria"? Is that like one of the movies she was in? Um, it's the the original play that she that she played when she was twenty years younger was written by this. It's a fictional guy who's this like genius playwright, and he lives in this part of I think Switzerland where these clouds of Sils Maria come in and he's, he's inspired by that. And he was gotcha. the sort of recluse playwright. Right. And, and so that's sort of the theme mm-hmm. of that. Um, but it's, it's, you know, 
It's all right. <laughs> okay. It's yeah. all right. It's not, well, it's I saw <laughs> I saw one that does not quite have the prestige of having Juliet Binoche in it. I saw a Bone Tomahawk. Mm. Uh, now, this was a um, horror slash western with an amazing cast. Uh, if you pull that up on IMDb, it has uh, Kurt Russell, mm. Matthew Fox, um, I think it's Patrick it Wilson. The, Patrick Wilson and um, um, there's David Arquette are all in this film. And it was a really interesting movie. Now, I know sometimes people say interesting means they Sean don't Young's they don't like it. it. Um, God, I don't even remember seeing her. Uh, <laughs> Sean. Um, uh, so anyway, the um, this movie basically is a mashup of genres, uh, Western and horror. And I will say it, it has both feet firmly planted in both sides. Like you could really like to give me an example is like, remember when we saw Cowboys and aliens right. didn't quite mesh. Like, you know, it's kind of an interesting idea, but seeing it together, it didn't mesh. Whereas this one, it really did mesh because you have these basically cannibal Indians who kidnap people from the town, and then you have the sheriff and a couple of other uh, gunslingers go off and uh, try to save them. Mm-hmm. So it, it's like kind of a, a very plausible thing. Like I remember when they uh, – there's one scene when they these um, – the people first get kidnapped, they bring in, well, let's talk to the expert. Like, they, they want to know which tribe had kidnapped him. So they bring in the Indian that's, you know, living in the town. And he says immediately what they are. And he's like, yeah, it's you, it doesn't matter how many men you bring. You're never going to be able to kill these guys. I'm like, why? You don't want to go with us? You're too scared to kill your own kind? And he goes, they're not my kind. They're literally, they're like troglodytes. They're like cave dwellers that uh, are um, basically will murder anything that comes near them and eat them because they're cannibal Indians. Um, so it's absolutely um, terrifying in parts. The It's one of those movies where you think, well, it's kind of a Western, so how gory will it be? Well, the opening scene is um, people getting their throats slipped. So you know immediately that you're in the realm of like a horror, even though it's set in West, you know, in a Western times in the 1800s. It's for sure, it's, it's still a horror movie. So here's the thing about this film. It did mesh the genres pretty well. However, the movie had a lot of flaws and problems with it. And it was one of those films where you were rooting for it. You wanted it to be better. Right. But it only got really halfway to a good movie. It's far too long. Every single scene just drags on way too long. It takes too long to get to the action. And all these things could have been fixed easily in the edit room. Like, you could have made this much uh, much quicker. What I love about it is every actor takes this movie very seriously. No one walks through it. Kurt Russell, um, uh, all of these guys, even David Arquette, where you're like, you know, he's like got, he's like so dirty and like kind of like they really um, dress him down. You don't even recognize him at first. He's really good. And Matthew Fox, Jesus, he, I don't know what it is about him as an actor. He plays arrogant so well. You really think like, well, this is, this is part of his DNA. Like he's the arrogant one that goes with them. And you know, he's um, everyone has a, a little bit, different character like they're not they're they're stock characters obviously it's you know it's the sheriff and the other people right. in the town but there is some scenes and they do do a little um the writer director it's one guy who they do s craig Zaylor. yes it's his he, first time directing I yes guess. first time directing he was a dp uh he's also written some things not a lot he's, he's still pretty new 
And I think that's ultimately what the problem is with this film. It very feels, it feels very inexperienced. Like, it feels like you're watching a filmmaker develop, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. But I would love to hear how a filmmaker at his level doing a genre piece was able to get this stellar cast. The cast is what elevates this movie um, to a level that it doesn't necessarily deserve to be in. And uh, um, just to see, like these guys in the in a brutal horror movie i mean towards the end i mean i'm not giving anything away spoiler up but you know it's about cannibal indians i had to turn away there was some stuff right. i just i couldn't watch it was right. so brutal um real quick they they're mm-hmm. saying they're listing the budget is only 1.8 million dollars and you can really tell um it's definitely a low budget film and it's because here you have genre which is generally easier to do on a lower budget but you have period which is not and one of the things that hampered it was the budget because all of those things you expect in a Western, you didn't get. Like one of the things is like a sweeping um, shots of like the desolation of the Wild oh, West. Right. You don't get, there's no crane shots. There's no shots from over a peak or, you know, from up high, from high vantage points. There's no, um, the bustling town, there's no, there's no people in it, you know? Right. So everything's very enclosed, confined, and even, like, the saloon is very small. Like, you could see everything was really shot on a very small, a very small budget. The, ca- the money clearly went to the main cast. There wasn't really anything left over to hire a bunch of extras or whatever to make the town feel alive or larger than it really was. And that's something that definitely hampered it. The other thing that really hampered it, and I noticed right away, is um, the music budget, which seemed to be a about zero like like there's literally no very little music in the film like almost none and then when it comes in it, it's almost jarring and it feels like library music like they're like all right we got to put some music in here we don't have any money left let's let's throw some library music in here um because that's the other staple of western films is not only do you have these sweeping shots but you also have a very rousing score and anything from magnificent seven to you know any sergio leone movie the the soundtrack of a western movie even like unforgiven it's memorable and it sets the tone and you didn't have any of that here now it might have been a creative decision to kind of keep it in uh, in like the horror genre but i don't think so it really felt like a budgetary decision like like we don't have any money for music and now we need a little bit here but we don't we can't hire anyone just uh Temp, keep the temp music in and pay the license fee. <laughs> That's what it felt like. Because <laughs> um, it'll be cheaper. Um, so, you know what? It, it was it was an interesting film. And I mean that in the actual sense of the word interesting. It was halfway to a good movie. It, it, it really, I love the cast and I love the premise. It just didn't quite get where it needed to go. And, and I, I'm going to be a little more forgiving on this film because of what it did do right, the way it did merge the genres and the way it did get an amazing cast and the way they nobody walked through it. Like, I really felt like there was attention to detail on the acting and um, everything from the costumes and what they could control. Um, so I'd be curious to see his next film because I think anything he learned from this, he'll be able to apply to the next oh, one. Oh, great. So it's worth a look. I wouldn't, you know, I might wait for it, you know, to come on streaming or something. I don't know if I would rush out and download it on demand, but it's, it's, it's definitely worth a look if you can get it. And, um, there are some parts where I literally had to turn away. Like there was like, okay, we're going to make sure you know, this is a horror movie. Right. And I'm like, I already know you didn't need to really 
shove it down my throat <laughs> literally <laughs> it was it was awful some of the stuff they were they did um so uh i i guess i'm right in the middle on this film it was uh, it was an interesting premise an interesting um attempt it didn't quite get where it needed to go so i'm kind of right in the middle with this one all right um I did funny. It was funny. I uh, I rewatched uh, Five Hundred Days of Summer. Mm-hmm. Was on the plane, and um, it didn't hold up as it much wasn't for you. As great as I remember. Oh, it. interesting. Um, well, that's because you've seen the Spider Man movies you made after. <laughs> <laughs> it's and maybe it's just because, um, I don't know. Since it ha- since it came out, I've you know gone through a divorce or whatever. So <laughs> shit. Why are you falling in love? Maybe you're the one that hasn't held up. It Maybe, was the movie. Yeah, I haven't <laughs> held up. The movie's fine. The movie's, okay. the movie's fine. It's interesting. It's Your cl- perspective is completely my compl- changed. My perspective mm-hmm. is just like, why you stop being a crybaby <laughs> over this chick? Let's fucking get on with your life. Um, <laughs> but it is, uh, you know, it is nice to see a young uh, hashtag JGL and a yep. Zoe Deschanel. Um, going through their acting chops. Going through their yeah. acting chops. And mm-hmm. it's interesting. It's an interesting film. There is cool stuff in it. Yeah, yeah. And, um, it does make you uh, wonder why. And it shows you that it reminds you that these, these Spider-Man movies aren't Mark Webb's problem. That's not his fault. Uh, nor are they um, what he should be doing. No, he shouldn't. I yeah. mean, obviously, I get why would you, we all would probably say, okay. Yeah, are you going to say notice? But yeah, of course not. To giant franchise, yeah. but, you know. But, you know, and it's, you know, you pick the right person for the job. He's not right for that. Right. Uh, and they picked him for some dumb reason. Like, well, we wanted to... To, you know, uh, really bump up the relationships in the Spider-Man movies, so we'll hire a relationship director. No, you know what you need to hire? A comic book director. Right. He's someone who actually understands comic books and understands relationships. Yeah. So. Dear Lord. Anyway, thank God those are over. <laughs> those yeah. two Spider-Man movies. Um, all right, well, let's uh, let's talk about our sponsor. Again, yet, touchofmodern.com. Touch of, oh, modern. Now, it's interesting, like, uh, I was looking today, and they have uh, a couple of Halloween things, which were cool. They were like these candles where um, it's like a skull candle, like it, it's a, uh, but the wax part is like the brain, and you uh, light the wax part, and then it'll look like the skull is like crying. It's like really, really cool. It'd be cool for Halloween. Uh, they have some really cool things. They've got uh, a lot of flashlights. That seems to be the new thing. Um and here's the thing. I think I might actually buy one of those flashlights because flashlights are one of those things that you would think, how hard could it be to buy a flashlight in a store that's good? It mm-hmm. turns out a little harder than I thought it's it would not be. not that easy. Uh, there's a lot of crappy flashlights out there, and I'd like one that actually would work when I turn it on or, the, you know, the it doesn't corrode. And So I, I might actually get one of these higher-end flashlights just for, you know, where we do live in earthquake country. I'll tell you what I would get right now for a gift freeze-dried space ice cream <laughs> they've got astronaut foods uh they sell uh, they supply nasa with they've got freeze-dried ice cream uh sandwiches this looks awesome wow you can pack a six for 14 bucks tell you what you refer a friend you get 20 bucks you're getting yourself some free space food nice get some free space food yeah. oh, god these look amazing eat it in zero g <laughs> <laughs> eat it while watching gravity yes <laughs> or interstellar and like time travel oh i just got my 20 so i got some credits oh nice yeah one of the people that i referred bought something perfect get that 20 bucks now so i got 53 dollars in credit you're gonna get more too they're gonna send us a little bit more for christmas Ooh, so we can taste. buy something else i think i'm gonna get some i think i think some some family members are gonna get uh some space ice cream get some, get some space food 
Oh, they got heated clothing. This place is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. An eco flu. There's some cool uh, artwork there, too. Really they always cool have cool artwork. artwork. Oh, man. Like, if you're... I think if you, like, have a nice job with a tech company and you ride your bike to work, this is, this is for you. This yes. Is for you it's got all this, like... There's a lot of bike gear on Bike it. gadgetry and uh, cool stuff that, like, is, is cool but not too dressy. Right. Like, if you want to go crazy dressy, you can, but you know what I mean? Oh, man, charging phone case? Oh, I love this place. They've got some iMac uh, stands, too. Nice iMac stands. You're thinking about getting a new laptop? Yeah, I got one. You got one. Yeah, now I'm busy just transferring everything up to the cloud and over to the new laptop, and I will be all switched over. Oh, uh, upgrading to Windows 10. Everything's taking far longer than it should. What? And Windows 10 uh, wiped out the entire drive, so that was really helpful oh, as well. Windows. So Yeah, so, I got, so to, I got to start over on my new laptop. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so go to touchamodern.com, you guys. No, no, doesn't cost any money. No, nothing to join. You only pay when you buy something. Yeah. So And it changes every week. So you gotta you see something you like, you gotta jump on it. And I love when you guys tweet pictures of uh you know what you've bought in there because it's even stuff that we haven't seen. Because yeah. you know, we we check it, but there's always days that we don't check that stuff changes anyway. They also got a, a section on there just sales under twenty five dollars. They just put anything that's on sale for under twenty five dollars. Christmas is coming. Hello kids. Um, touchofmodern.com. Yes. So now I want to talk about, uh, while you were gone, I went to Halloween Horror Nights. Oh, okay. Uh, and I want to talk about that because it's the one time where you actually get to go and be inside these horror movies. Mm-hmm. And it is so much fun. We, we make it a tradition. My wife, myself, and Neil go. I mean, we try to get you to go, but you're like, I'm just going to punch someone. I can't yeah, get scared I all the time. Yeah, yeah, and it is because they come up behind you. I and, like that. Um, one of the things that they did now when you first walked in was a... Uh, um, there was called exterminators. So it was all um, humanoid rats and like insects <laughs> that think humans that should be exterminated. So they're like spraying you with pesticide when you walk oh, through. Nice. And the tram ride they did differently. They did they're the kind of per- right though. Yeah, like they, humans yeah. should be exterminated. I mean, you know, viruses. You know, that's that's what the Matrix the guy was that saying. Heckled me in Tokyo. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if we exterminated him, would we lose anything? Some guy from Belgium that drank too much. <laughs> Had a dumb shirt on, and his buddy was an idiot. <laughs> now, you didn't mention the buddy before. Oh, no, had a dumb <laughs> buddy. Just blah, they're both yelling out that I'm two Belgium guys. That's not even a real country, Belgium. Do you realize you flew all the way across the ocean to go to a bar gig? I know. I did a goddamn <laughs> bar gig across the ocean. I was like, oh, did you do some the Tokyo Opera House or something? No, I did a 50 seat bar gig at a in a, at a British pub in Tokyo. In Tokyo. <laughs> Above, like, a used clothing store called Chicago. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the um, the western part of the town? Yes. The, yeah. <laughs> so... So we th- this was really fun. We did the um, the tram was uh, they redid it for the purge. So you get on the tram and they start playing you a uh, um, a video because you know when you go on the tram, the purge, right. and they're like, "Hey, welcome to the purge party. It's going to be great. You guys are going to be um, in a party. There's going to be arts and crafts. I see some of you brought your children with you. That's fantastic." And uh, so the, you go around and they're telling you about this party. You're going to be able to get to watch the purge. And then halfway through <laughs> the uh, the tour guide goes, and I hope they slaughter every last one of you. And says, guess what? You're not going to a party. You're going into a purge zone, and uh, you're going to get murdered. So, 
So the tram stops, it drops you off, and you have to walk through the purge zone with the purgers coming after you. And it was really fun and terrifying. That's unbelievable. <laughs> so you're walking actually through the back lot, which was really cool. So you get to see like, you know, where the plane crash was for um, War of the Worlds. And you're walking like right next to everything as, you know, people are chasing you, of course. So um, it was really fun. And one of the ones that I didn't think would be as good but was amazing was they had a Mike Myers, a Halloween maze. And it was really... <laughs> really unbelievable because you're like well all right he's just gonna jump out a couple times but what they did was let me ask they, you this real quick do you uh-huh. think you could murder someone and you wouldn't get caught <laughs> i think it's definitely been thought about for sure um what is that old joke in uh in la if you want to murder somebody do it on the second take you know <laughs> you're doing so- <laughs> to pretend you're shooting a movie um so we go in and it's, you know, it's the house, Mike Myers, you see like, you know, he jumps out periodically, but then um, they, the thing that's interesting about Universal and Halloween Horror Nights is it's not just like a haunted house where stuff scares at you. Everything's movie themed and because of the technology and the, you're on a back lot, what they do is they make it feel like you're in a movie where when something jumps out at you, there's lights and like a music stab, like you are, when you're actually in the movies. Like, so it feels like you're in that moment in the movies because the uh, lights come on, music comes on, and there's usually yelling. And there was one part <laughs> with Mike Myers where you think it's a, it's a picture. So, and then, you know, the light comes up and it flashes and you see Mike Myers behind in the picture. So you think, okay, that was a scare. But then he opens it and moves and like grabs at you. So it was like a double kind of scare. And then there's one room at the end where what they did is they had a bunch of uh, dummies in a, in a uh, mirror maze and you didn't know which one was a real actor that was going to come to life and come after you. So you walk oh, wow. through and you're like, oh, my God, this is because you don't know which one's going to move. And the other one that did it was a uh, was when Walking Dead, when you walk through there, there were zombies everywhere. But also you walked through Terminus and there's a guy just chopping up bodies and then he splashes the blood on you. Neil got <laughs> splashed like when he was walking by. It's just water. But at the time, you know, he feels like blood. <laughs> so you're walking through it and you get and it's just so much fun. And it is absolutely terrifying. You know, my daughter keeps saying, when do I get to go? I said, well, when you're a teenager, yeah, this is not 20. There, there are signs <laughs> everywhere that you're not supposed to bring children here. Um and it's just a really, really fun time. And it's what I love about Universal, what it does is they the way they theme everything with the horror movies and the way they make you feel like you're in it. Like the great thing like was at the end of the, the Halloween maze, because you're telling the story, you see, um, was it Donald Pleasance, who the actor that's in uh, Halloween? that you know shoots michael myers at the end oh, I, I think so um you're in that scene where as you're walking out he comes out and like shoots him but you're like you know only a couple feet away from the actors you know portraying the, the scenes yeah, and it's Pleasance, yeah that's correct you're you're so it, it's you know they get an actor that looks like donald pleasant and it's just it, it's really um it's really fun so if you're a horror fan and you're anywhere near orlando or la um at he that time the president out. of the united states and escape from new york of course yeah it's a very similar character mm-hmm. so and they did aliens versus predator again which was really fun and then the the one that i liked too was crimson peak because they put a lot of special effects in it like you know we talked about the movie but to actually go in and uh, see some of that architecture that they recreated that was so beautiful on screen and on set it was really cool so definitely another uh, thumbs up for halloween horror nights and i would say this too guys if you if you whether you live in la or you come to visit like i know some of you guys did um when you came out for PodFest, some of you come for extra days, which I 
yes, definitely do. And I think the I was talking to the Hanson brothers. They uh, went to Universal. It's cool to do the studio tour because you do get to see you're on. This is a lot. It's a working they, lot where they yeah. make film yep. and TV shows, mm-hmm. and it's a really cool thing to see. And and how it's done. It's a, right. It's, it's a you know as as film fans, it's a cool thing for you guys to see. Right. I so. know. I know a lot of people went to like Disney, went to the beach, and it was you know people make a whole vacation out of it. And you should if you're coming out yeah. here, take the extra couple of days and. But enjoy do a it. day for Universal. Yes. Universal I, do the studio tour. Yep. Because it's pretty cool. Definitely. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then come out for Halloween and get murdered. Yes. <laughs> get pesticide and fake blood sprayed on you. <laughs> yeah, and get a touch of modern survival yes. knife that Chris speaks so highly of and take that on the Halloween. There's a different one every week. <laughs> They're literally, that's something they keep rotating in and out of. Uh, there's a, on the, actually, on this week, I just, uh, on the, the site, they have a, a kidnapper, a hostage escape card. That's like how to pick locks that was designed by a special forces guy. Yeah, because it doesn't take up much room. It's a little card, hey, and then you, you break out the tools. Wallet. There yeah. you go, guys. Mm-hmm. So bring that if you get hostage. You know, you'll feel safer. You'll feel yeah. safer. <laughs> It'll help with your false mm-hmm. sense of We security. live in a free society, which means none of us are free. None of us are free. <laughs> You're next. Um, it's, you know, we're, we're five years away from the perch. <laughs> I'd say two. Yeah. <laughs> um, if Trump gets elected, yeah. it'll be, it'll <laughs> be about 18 months, maybe. Um, all right, so what do we got coming out in the good old DVDs? We have Inside Out, which uh, I will definitely be purchasing. The uh, We all love this movie. Now, this was an interesting movie. Um, I don't think anyone really hated it, but people had different degrees of liking it or not. I really liked it. I had some friends that just thought it was okay. Like, I know you and a couple other comics just thought it was good, but not, you know, not amazing. <laughs> Um, but uh, the kids loved it. Uh, I really liked it. I, I I think I'm gonna enjoy watching it a second time too to kind of miss stuff I miss see stuff. I it was a movie before. like I I was actually tempted to see it again because I did like it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think so many people uh, that it did resonate with them so much. It did resonate with their childhoods and their expressions yes. of of emotions and mm-hmm. how they did or did not were or were not encouraged to do that based right. on your childhood and and how that resonated with people and I think it's cool that um essentially a kids movie is dealing with this like you know it, it's sort of like when we were kids the like free to be you and me album that's like it's all right to cry right, you know what right. I mean it's sort of like this generation's like you yeah. get to see that and and it was cool the way it was handled and it was done in a very funny. You know those animators read a lot of Shel Silverstein. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's cool and I'm 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 glad that it that it that it did fairly well and I would mm. if you haven't seen it I would recommend seeing it now yes. that it's out on DVD. Uh, the next movie is the Vacation remake. Uh, again, I did not see it. Don't know anyone else who has seen it. But you know what did surprise me about this. Um, this is one of those movies that people got really angry that it came out because people have such a fond memory and love for the original. Um, even if this movie was good, I think it would have had too far of a hurdle to, to go over for. Well, no, it, well, it didn't help itself that it had the dumbest crap in the movie. Right, like when they're swimming in that filth. Like, you, it's one of those things. Like, boy, we're so like the Griswolds weren't like mentally handicapped. Right, exactly. They were. Mm-hmm. He was just kind of adult. He was. He, right. They did. They did this. T- he was this typical sort of that. What was funny. Mm-hmm. Of of Chevy Chase played the kind of dumb suburban boob dad, right. you know, like come on kids, mm-hmm. and he he was funny. This by the trailer, that water that had syringes in it. Again, it's one of those things. It's like when, it's like when they do haunted movies and they're like they go in some creepy house that you would never go near, right? 
you could see from the other side of 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 a highway that that water is disgusting. Right. You wouldn't go near it. Go near it. You'd walk within thirty feet of it. Go. Oh, this is heinous. Let alone swim in it. And sp- I hate that crap. It's so dumb. And Ed Helms is a funny guy. Right. But this is just a, just just. You got look- a hamstring by dumbness. Oh fuck! It's stupid. Like honestly. <laughs> It just looked dumb. So when you watch that dumb trailer and you, were, you you think of the movie, and there's parts of the original Vacation that are, you know, don't hold up or over sure. the top or whatever, but it's not, it's not. It has a charm, though. It has a charm. This didn't, that trailer looked like it had zero charm. Right. You know, and it's like. So uh, actually, if any of you have seen it, put it on the message boards, what you guys thought of the film. Yeah. Because we'll probably never see it. Yeah, I'm going to go out on a limb. So I'm not going to watch this it. on yeah. a 12-hour flight. No. <laughs> I wouldn't. Uh, next movie is The End of the Tour. Now, Neil really liked this movie. This was about the uh, interview uh, between the Rolling Stones journalist and... Um, let's pull that up. Yeah. I saw this as well. Um, <laughs> this is the uh, Rolling Stone reporter David Lipsky and the novelist uh, David Foster Wallace. Yes. Um, which took place right after the 1996 publication of, of of Wallace's groundbreaking novel Infinite Jest, and it's really, I really liked it, and, mm-hmm. and it's Neil a, liked it too. Yeah, it's a, it's a really cool, <laughs> intriguing movie, and and it had a limited release, so not surprising if you didn't get a chance to see it. And it's it's a it's not a like you got to watch this on a big screen movie, right. but it is a really good and 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 Jason Siegel and Jesse Eisenberg do a really. Um, they interact quite well together. And again, they're working off of actual source material. They're working off of actual tapes that David Lipsky was recording these interviews. This is 96. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and then you've got cool little small parts by like Joan Cusack, who I just love. She plays like a publicist um, and uh, Anna Chumsky's in it. So it's, it's really, it, it's, it's a really cool thing. Cause it's, it's based on a real guy and did this, was David Foster Wallace fucking with Lipsky? Was he putting on like was he putting on a show like look how eccentric I am, or is he actually mm-hmm. this way? Like it's it's sort of these you're not sure, mm-hmm. and the way it was handled. Um, I like the the director um, James Ponsolt is the director, and uh, he did the spectacular now. Yeah, great. Which is a really good film. And uh, so I, I really like it. Like, it was one of these, it's definitely a movie that if you missed it, I would rush out. I would try to find this because it's worth watching and right. it's a really cool, um, I don't know. Usually, two people running around talking the whole time could be pretty boring. Yeah. But it's intriguing because you're using a real guy and, and real tapes and real. Di- That's mm-hmm. the other thing. They're going off of real tapes, so they're using real dialogue oh, cool. that these guys actually use. So it's not like, you know, let's just make this, like going back to, let's say, Clouds of, of uh, Salsi Mar- Mariner. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the part of the problem with that is it's theorizing how these people would talk and interact with each other. And some of it's interesting and some of it feels like it's it's too much whereas this is based on david lipsky's book um and his tapes so you kind of have to stay true to the source material and this is how these guys actually talk this is how uh david foster wallace spoke david lipsky this is how he wrote his articles and how he interviewed people and and 
if I'm not mistaken, part of Lipsky's book was done sort of later. Mm -hmm. So he was kind of a younger man when he did the interview and then wrote the book sort of with a little more maturity under his belt and giving a little more perspective on part of it was he was trying to impress this author and interesting, you know, so, so it's really, it's really, it's really intriguing and it felt, mm -hmm. it felt feel very real and very human. And so it's, it's, it's worth seeing. And I love watching Jason Siegel do stuff like this. Right. You know, it's like when Seth Rogen, when these guys do interesting parts like this, it's intriguing to me versus when they just sort of do their shtick, their shtick, mm -hmm. which I don't blame them for pays the bills. Um, I just fucking did palm strikes mm -hmm. at a bar gig. <laughs> I almost palm struck a Belgian guy in his dumb face. <laughs> Now that's a guy who should get a um, a Belgian waffle. He <laughs> jammed in his yap hole. <laughs> no, he should get one of those um, escape things that touch a modern cells. Oh. <laughs> I was going to kidnap him. <laughs> um, so, and also the site spotlight is CJ's review of Spectre is oh, already up. Check it out. Yeah, yeah. I'm you want to check that it out? This weekend. Yep, as am I, and so is our guest for next week, John Matta. So nice. we'll be talking about Spectre a lot next week. Um, and also, you got a uh, a nice letter from a fan. Are we gonna read that oh, one. Oh yes, here's some cool fan feedback. Um, so, Hermione. Hermione. Hetherington. Hetherington. That's not a real name. Hetherington. No, Heather that sounds crazy. Hermione Hetherington. <laughs> um, he wrote uh, about Michael Fassbender. He goes, "Dear Graham." And Hermione is a girl's name. Go ahead. Hermione. Hi, Hermione. <laughs> um, <laughs> H-E-R... can tell you're a Harry Potter fan. Go -E -R -M -I -O -N -E. ahead. H-E-R-M-I-O-N-E. Hermione. Yeah. Hermione? Mm hmm That's like a Greek... Sure. Sure. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. <laughs> I thought this was from a dude. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the letter, sweetie. Uh, so, <laughs> Michael, as long as you're not Belgium, we, yeah. we don't have a problem. Um, all right. Michael Fassbender is Irish-German, not British, and not from the UK. Irish people will get rightfully annoyed about being identified as British. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm familiar with that whole problem over there. I'm of Irish descent. Um, if you're going to get your knickers in a twist about accents, his real accent is Irish, not British. Um, also, there really isn't such a thing as a British accent. It's like saying North American or European, but I won't bore you with the geography lesson. What do you call someone who's from England? An English accent? You wouldn't say they have a British accent? Great Britain? UK accent? Yeah, you have an American. We say, you tell me I have an American accent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What if I said, oh, North America? I think, I think you're point of order. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to still say British accent. Yeah, I'm going to still say British accent. Um, for everything. For everything. <laughs> for this email. <laughs> There's a British accent in your email. Um. Hetherington. Um, so, uh, all right. But I, okay. There is no amount of hard R's that can make up for the Dick Van, for the, for Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. That is a point of you order. Point of order. <laughs> young lady, you are correct. Um, your show's still right in my wheelhouse. Love, uh, Harimony. <laughs> XXX. Close it up. For the record, I would watch Michael Fassbender read the phone book, but I thought Steve Jobs looked like the, the type of thing I didn't have to see at the cinema and would be seeing at home. You're right. The, the critique of... The, um, thank you for this email, by the way. This is I love these emails. It's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> you're bringing up good facts that we disregard. Yes. Um, <laughs> but you're right. I mean, with my critique of, of Fassbender and Steve Jobs is borderline nitpicky. Um 
But it goes to my overall complaint of Hollywood using British actors. I was just watching on briefly last night. Irish actors, you mean? (laughs) (laughs) Jesus, here we go. Um, Watching Enemy at the Gates, right? Jude Law and... um, and what's his name? The American guy. Uh, Ed Helms. Ed, <laughs> this, is a, this is a bad episode. Yeah. We can say it. That's all right. We're doing, they all, they all can't be home runs. Uh, Ed Harris. Ed Harris. Ed Harris. <laughs> so Ed Harris plays a German with not mm-hmm. that much of a German mm-hmm. accent. Mm-hmm. Jude Law plays a Russian with no attempt nope, at a Russian accent. Not even. The whole yeah. thing. He's like. I'm not even going to try. I'm not even going to. You know, he's <laughs> yeah, just he like. sound like a beetle. Yeah. And and uh, who else is is a Soviet or excuse me, a Russian uh, during that time is. Um, uh, where, what's her name? Um, oh, God. Of course, they don't put her in the fucking thing. So stupid. But Rachel White's is playing a Soviet. Jude Law and Rachel Weitz are playing Soviets, mm-hmm. and they're using British accents. Yeah. <laughs> or English accents, or whatever you want to call it. But that's that was part of my complaint with uh, Steve Jobs' Fassbender. But overall, I agree with you. I'd watch Fassbender read the phone book. He's pretty solid. Yes. Thanks for this email. It was a fine one. <laughs> it was a fine email. Um... So, all right, premiering this week, Spectre. Um, If you want to get a jump on it, check out CJ's review on the site. Um, The Peanuts movie, now I will say, I'm a big uh, Schultz fan. Real quick, Mm -hmm. we're we're fired up for Spectre, right? Yes, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I think this is going to be the... The only one that's not excited about um, James Bond that much is uh, Daniel Craig. (laughs) Why? He said he doesn't want to do it anymore? He said he'd rather fucking slip my wrists than play James Bond again. He's made it very clear he doesn't want to play it anymore. But hey, you know what? Even if you feel that way, keep your fucking mouth shut. You know, it's a privilege to play James Bond. Yeah. Yeah, stop complaining about it. You know what? I'll fucking play it. Yeah. I'll polish up my British accent and bond it up. I think actors forget that's like, no, no, you're one of the luckiest people in the world. You get to play this iconic character. Stop complaining about it. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what you can do now? Go back and make whatever indie weird film yeah. you want to because you'll be sleeping on a bed of gold. Yes. For the finger. rest of your life. Fingers. Gold finger. <laughs> Doctor. No, gold finger. So um, I am looking forward to it. Um, so I, I'm hoping it'll be good. I haven't read anything about it yet with I the exception of CJ's review. I haven't even read that. Um, so uh, looking forward to it. And the Peanuts movie now, I will say... You know, I am a... Uh, sounded like you said penis. <laughs> Peanuts movie. Uh, I am a big Charles Schultz fan. I've, I've loved Peanuts since I was a kid. Schultz. And, and I love uh, um, the Halloween and Christmas specials are still iconic and they still show them every mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm looking at the trailer for this movie and I'm thinking, all right, they CG, they 3D CG'd it up. They, you know, they tried to keep the character designs, but it just doesn't feel like it has that same harder charm that um, the originals do. So I don't know. I'm a little skeptical about it. I can't. I can't get on board with it. And maybe it's because, again, maybe it's because of our generation grew up watching these cartoons right. that look at, have a very specific look to them. And feel, too. And like, feel. you know, the way the characters talked, the lines, they were it, a little more sophisticated. Like, if you, like, back then, there was some stuff snuck in there. Now, this is an egregious <clears throat> example, but it's almost felt like, and I, I don't think this is going to be that bad, but the Scooby-Doo movie that came out, whatever, oh, yeah. 15, 20 years ago, yeah. looked, I was just like, I'm not on board with this at all. So uh, maybe it's that I don't I don't know I just I can't 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm I'm a little skeptical about this one, so oh, we'll I'm see. Skeptical. But uh, Trumbo. Now, this is the this looks uh, movie. interesting. It does. It's it's one of those dramas. It's about the blacklisting of the Hollywood screen, screenwriters. Uh, it's got Louis C.K. in it, of course, Brian Cranston, but Diane Lane. Diane Lane. I, I will be really interested interested to see like the subject matter. Is it too inside baseball-y to like make a movie about like? Um, kind of McCarthyism specifically for screenwriting in Hollywood at a certain time, or is it something that there's a large interest and uh, for to see this film? I don't know. The, the, the way the, what I'm ga- gaining from this, based on the, the book about this, I, to me, and if it's handled correct, I hope this is how it's handled. Mm-hmm. I hope this is how it's handled to show, hey, this actually happened in America, right? And it's one of those like cautionary, like if you think this couldn't happen again, you are wrong, you know? And just look at some of the post 9-11 hysteria that this country had to put up with. And so how this guy dealt with it and and you're gonna see, based on what I saw at the trailer, the trailer looks good and I like Brian Cranston. I think he's, this is a good, this is a good, this is a good lineup, a good cast. You know, Helen Mirren plays, um, and it's, it's, so it's, it's, Directed by uh, Jay Roach. Um, and, you know, he did the campaign. He did Dinner for Schmucks, which is not good. He did Meet the Fockers. He did Meet the Parents. So these are not really good movies that he's directed. <laughs> so this is why you should uh, Mystery Alaska. He did Austin Powers movies. So now that I've just read that list, I, I, I don't have a lot of faith in this film at all. Um, <laughs> But uh, wow, the IMDP DP, uh, page just made you do a 180. Yeah, just maybe it just churned it on me. So, yeah. you know, if it's done correctly, this could be great, but now I don't think it will be. <laughs> All right, there you have it. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Look at this guy's resume. This is the one movie he's going to break out with. Yeah, I just we'll lost, see. I just lost faith. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Well, I think that's all the uh, the movies we wanted to talk about. What's wait? What's miss you already? Oh, I I missed that one. Uh, uh-huh. Miss you already? Nice. Uh, I don't know what that one is. Let's bring that up. All right, this is with um, Drew Barrymore and Tony Collette. The friendship uh, between two lifelong girlfriends is put to the test when one starts a family and the other falls ill. Haven't seen anything about this, but I love Tony Collette. I think she's and Dominic Cooper's in it. Uh, Drew Barrymore can be good in the right part. I don't know. Is it directed by Jay Roach? <laughs> yeah, the Meet the Valker guys. It's directed by uh, Catherine Hardwick. Um, oh, really? Did one of the Twilight movies, did Lords of Dogtown. Um, interesting. Did, did The Nativity Story, did Red Riding Hood, did Plush. All right, we'll see. Uh, let's see here. I don't know. So miss you already. That's most likely will be on demand. If uh, I don't know if that's going to get a r- rather large release. Yeah. Um, curious to see. It's no bone tomahawk, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that is our show, ladies and gentlemen. We want to remind you guys to please spend at least $20 in the store every year. We've got a lot of cool stuff. We've got the new CFN shirts there. We've got um, a really cool um, Thrilling Adventure Hour CFN gift pack where you get the thrilling adventure hour dvd the comic book a pin and the comedy film nerds uh, guide to movies guys and that's you know we keep the show free sponsors helps but uh you know if all of you spent twenty dollars a year which you certainly do not uh <laughs> we would have considerably more money to do even cooler things 
Yeah, a lot of so, times, like, it's not like we, um, obviously, we, we keep some of the money, but uh, a lot of it we use to build infrastructure and uh, to expand the company. Like, like to give you an example, is the Kickstarter for the film um, didn't really cover the entire production budget. No. And we've been paying for the rest to get it done uh, on our own, mainly from the mo- money that's coming in through this company. So, um, which is fine. That's how we set this up. Yeah, and that, that's exactly what we wanted to do. So we wanted to first of all thank you guys for supporting it because without you guys we wouldn't have been able to get this far for those sure. Those of you who actually have. Yes, and uh, I'm speaking to those <laughs> who had not given a penny ever. Yeah, yeah, you guys. Like the guy uh, who just downloaded Afghanistan for free. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, if you try to do that, it won't work because the card will kick it out. You have to pay at least a cent. Yeah. Yeah. Which you're still a dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So. Uh, I think at least a dollar on Afghanistan or no, five, <laughs> five, five dollars. <laughs> it's a movie that cost money and put yeah. me into debt forever. <laughs> so, so yeah, so, art costs money, kids. Yeah, it, it really, uh, it really does. Unless you want to be a drunk Belgium at a show that needs to get kicked in the teeth. <laughs> oh, we're going to hear about this Belgian for uh, the next four yeah, or five weeks, right? All it's right. A month well, worth of me kicking a know, Belgian guy in the teeth. You know what? Fair enough. I understand. <laughs> so those of you who have supported the site, we very much appreciate it. And God bless you. Those of you guys have kind of coasted on free content. We'd uh, yeah. like you to step up a little bit yeah. this year just to help yeah. us finish the film and uh, hmm. help us grow the uh, the company and the site and everything else. Because one of the things we want to tell you guys, too, you guys have been really great about using the Amazon and iTunes affiliate links on the site. Like if there's nothing in the store that you want, but you are going to shop on Amazon or iTunes, go through our site. We get a little taste of that and it has been, uh, has been working out. That's so cool. We really appreciate because a couple of you guys bought some very high end things and that, you, you know, that commission really uh, helps for That's sure. That's a cool way to support the so, site. So thank you so much. And uh, we've got now Graham is going on the road for the next uh, few weeks, we'll have a couple more new episodes, and then we're going to have a couple bank. But we got some really cool stuff coming up. We've got a a great spoiler up with Keith and the girl about the Martian. Yes, that's really good. They had a very differing opinion than Graham and I, <laughs> uh, and it's really interesting to hear. And then also we have a great uh, first time on the podcast, Lord Corrette, but has been with us since the beginning on the site as a writer and also a writer for the book. Uh, we'll be talking about music movies. Yeah, because he's our big, you know, he's a big music guy. Even though he's a stand-up comic, he loves... Mm-hmm. So it's, that was really cool. And that it was, was a great episode. That was a great episode. And because and when you come, when someone comes on the show that has sort of an area of expertise... Right. They, always, they drop knowledge on They you. drop well, way kind of knowledge on yeah. you and I go, oh shit, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Or I didn't... And, and he has all this great like... Well, the reason why this and right. Sam Phillips with that behind the, the studio, scenes stuff and, and yeah, all this really cool stuff. So, and it's it was a long time coming because he's been living in New York the entire time we've been doing the podcast. So, right, uh, that was cool. So that'll be coming up. So we got some cool stuff coming up, man. Definitely check um, it out. And some and more spoiler apps and whatever. Yeah, yeah, we got some really cool st- stuff uh, still on the way. And also, we've got some more Dana Gould merchandise, too. We've got some signed show posters from him, some vinyl records, and, of course, all his uh, T-shirts. We're the only place you could get the Dana Gould uh, merchandise. Mm -hmm. Thanks, guys. Thank you for appreciating art. Yeah, we really appreciate it. Like I said, we couldn't be doing this without you guys. You guys are the best fans in the world. And I've flown across the world to meet many of you. Yes, we've met a bunch of you in different places. Um, so yeah, thanks to all the fans in, you know, in Japan and everywhere that, 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 that just, I just met and, you know, those of you uh, have shown us me around and Chris around and all that stuff. Yeah, it's, it's been it's, great. It's really cool. 
Um, and thank you for the present, Sanai. She sent uh, Graham home with a bunch of stuff for me and my family. Gozaimasu. Yeah, thank you so much. Gozaimasu. <laughs> um, yeah, I've I've had to stop myself from bowing to people, <laughs> and I I literally in my yoga class this morning, I came in to wait. The class had just started, and so she <clears> asked people like, and so I was waiting. She always says, you know, wait in the back, right? Don't set up your gear until I'm done, right? So she just waved and said, she was talking to someone. She goes, Graham, you can come in and sit. There's an open spot right. here. And I immediately went, hi. Yeah. <laughs> like a, you're in a dojo. <laughs> like, yes, exactly. I bowed and said, hi. Yeah. Um, so, ah, Japan stays with you. Yeah. Um, thank she, you guys so much. Did she look at you like, okay, weirdo. Yeah. Just come in, put your uh, mat down. <laughs> I'm at a yoga studio. Everyone's a weirdo. Some version or another. Someone's got some Sanskrit henna tattoo or weird hair thing right. that they've got cooking. My favorite is the person that comes in without a mat and just uses the floor. Yeah. Like it's like what is, no, that's come on. Get seriously. A mat, you gypsy. Yeah. Weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> So thanks a lot, everybody. We will uh, be talking to you next week, only a couple days. <laughs> Enjoy this extra episode, you guys. You are all wonderful people, unless you've been cheap <laughs> or Belgian. <laughs> in that case, you have the chance to become wonderful. Yeah, you mm-hmm. can change your fortune. <laughs> yeah. Fate is in your hands. Good luck. <laughs> My name is Graham Elwood. And I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember... Han, Han shot first. first and spent money in the store. <laughs> Greedo didn't. He yeah. was a cheap asshole who just got free shit and then wrote shitty comments and complained. What a dick. And then got drunk at a bar and heckled Han. Han's just trying to tell tell some Wookiee jokes and everyone makes him into being an asshole. <laughs> <laughs>